gotta do is tell the devil, hell no, won't you leave me alone? Devil leave! Hell no! Come on, wait! To the no, no, no! Come on, come on! Hell to the no, to the no!
Morning Mutineers. This is uh, the Labor and Love Show on Mutiny Radio. The show where we tell you how it is. Come on down to Mutiny Radio and find your voice, a community art center like none other in the city. Comedy, drama, art installations, a radio pro, a radio station. It's all down here at Mutiny Radio. Come on down, get involved, and find your voice. My name is The Bee, and my show every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon is called Labor and Love. This is a show where we tell you how it is. If one person has a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table a negotiating table where you work. You're on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. When I say labor, I mean you. Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. Good morning, everybody. Hope you had a good week and good work. We'll be here from 10 to 12 with uh, news, commentary, history, by, for, and about working people. We started out that set, or we ended up that set, with Buffy St. Marie, a song of the month, I guess. Don't tell me you're not the loving kind. And uh, Carlos Santana preceded her with Samba Pati, playing the guitar so beautifully that it doesn't even sound like a guitar anymore, like some other instrument that we don't really know that well. A sound like no other. And Bishop Bullwinkle, who just recently passed away in June, Na but the na na. You can't be a hypocrite. You're either on one side or the other. You can't stand up and testify in church and find the Lord and then go back to your street and evil ways. Bishop Bullwinkle. Well, the show today, of course, we're going to read you our credos, the things we believe here at Labor and Love Radio. I'm going to read a section by Jack London from a book that London wrote called Martin Eden about a job that Eden and a friend of his have and how hard they worked for how little. Labor Notes is coming on. Labor Notes has uh, news about Bangladesh Accord. Alaskan ferry workers walking off their job. Kentucky miners on strike. 
We're going to have voices of labor. Today in labor history, August 6th. Of course, by now it's August 9th. And what have we to remember about these days? August 6th and August 8th. These are the true days of the dead on this plane. On those two days between 150,000 and 300,000 people were incinerated in the snap of a finger. We ought never to forget that. We ought never to forget that our nation, the United States, of which so many of us are so proud, <laughs> so many of you are so proud, is the only country ever to drop thermonuclear weapons on a civilian population. Sobering. Scabby the rat, what's going on with him? Trump's National Labor Relations Board is trying to get Scabby removed. And uh, some poems by Marge Percy. And as always, much, much more. I want to play a, a cut from Howard Zinn's The People Speak. And this is the section on socialism. Our day, the right to organize. These were radical ideas in their time. In our time, socialism has remained a radical idea. Eugene Debs put forth his socialist vision in these words I am opposing a social order in which it is possible for one man who does absolutely nothing that is useful, to amass a fortune of hundreds of millions of dollars, while millions of men and women who work all the days of their lives secure barely enough for a wretched existence. This order of things cannot always endure. I have registered my protest against it. I recognize the feebleness of my effort, but fortunately, I am not alone. There are multiplied thousands of others who, like myself, have come to realize that before we may truly enjoy the blessings of civilized life, we must organize and reorganize society upon a mutual and cooperative basis. I never so clearly comprehended as now the great struggle between the powers of greed and exploitation on the one hand and upon the other the rising hosts of industrial freedom and social justice. I can see the dawn of the better day for humanity. The people are awakening. In due time, they will and must come to their own.
The problems Debs addressed in the early part of the 20th century have not been overcome. There is still a permanent underclass. One of the people who reminds us of this is Cesar Chavez, who organized migrant workers into the United Farm Workers Union and led a successful boycott against the powerful grape growers in California. I'm not very different from anyone else who has ever tried to accomplish something with his life. My motivation comes from watching what my mother and father went through when I was growing up, from what we experienced as migrant farm workers in California. It grew from anger and rage, emotions I felt 40 years ago when people of my color were denied the right to see a movie or eat at a restaurant in many parts of California. It grew from the frustration and humiliation I felt as a boy who couldn't understand how the growers could abuse and exploit farm workers when there were so many of us and so few of them. I began to realize what other minority people had discovered, that the only answer, the only hope, was in organizing. Like the other immigrant groups, the day will come when we win the economic and political rewards which are in keeping with our numbers in society. The day will come when the politicians do the right thing by our people out of political necessity and not out of charity or idealism. That day may not come this year, that day may not come during this decade, but it will come. In the early days of the AIDS crisis, those who called for an urgent response to the epidemic faced attacks and vilification. But some, such as Vito Russo, refused to be silenced. If I'm dying from anything, I'm dying from homophobia. If I'm dying from anything, I'm dying from racism. If I'm dying from anything, it's from indifference and red tape, because these are the things that are preventing an end to this crisis. Someday, the AIDS crisis will be over. Remember that. And when that day comes, when that day has come and gone, there'll be people alive on this earth, gay people and straight people, men and women, black and white, who will hear the story that once there was a terrible disease in this country and all over the world, and that a brave group of people stood up and fought. And in some cases, gave their lives so that other people might live. Those in authority must be reminded again and again of the needs of ordinary people, as the singer and songwriter Pink suggested during the presidency of George W. Bush. Dear Mr. President, Come take a walk with me. Take a walk with me. Let's pretend we're just two people and you're not better than me. I'd like to ask you some questions if we can speak honestly. What do you feel when you see all the home? on the street 
Papa ain't there Mama's dead and gone Papa don't care Brother buried his head Pocket full of shotgun shells It's just a merry man Stuck in that whiskey well Just a little queen She's known to many things But she sure can't sing Your hopeless soul Begging for more time Rather die than get old Too bad you ain't the killing
Okay, that was uh, L. King. I heard that a couple of weeks ago, and I liked it because uh, <clears throat> it's good rock and roll. Um, I'm going to play a little Annie DeFranco. Annie DeFranco, who has carried the torch. Um, of, you know, labor singers. And I'm looking for... Let's listen to this one. Utah Phillips and Annie DeFranco. about as far as I got, reading my U.S. history textbook. Well, I got the history of the ruling class. I got the history of the generals and the industrialists and the presidents who didn't get caught. How about you? I got the history of the people who owned the wealth of the country, but none of the history of the people that created it, you know? So when I went out to get my first job, I went out armed with somebody else's class background. They never gave me any tools to understand or to begin to control the condition of my labor. And that was deliberate, wasn't it? Huh? They didn't want me to know this. They didn't, that's why this stuff isn't taught in the history books. We're not supposed to know it. You understand that? 
No, if I wanted a true history of where I came from as a member of the working class, I had to go to my elders. Many of them, their best working years before pensions or social security, gave their whole lives to the mines, to the wheat harvest, to the logging camps, to the railroad, got nothing for it, just fetched up on the skids, living on short money, mostly drunk all the time. But they led those extraordinary lives that can never be lived again. And in the living of them, they gave me a history that is more profound, more beautiful, more powerful, more passionate, and ultimately more useful than the best damn history book I ever read. And I've said so often before, the long memory is the most radical idea in America. Sing a song I made up for one of those. I never met him. There's one flop hotel left in Spokane, Washington called the Clem Hotel. I'd walk through the parking lot there on my way to the park. An old man sitting up there in the window, grimy window, face pale like a mask of death, gazing down at the parking lot, perfectly motionless. I'd make a point of going through there every day and I'd wave at him. Finally, I got him so he'd at least lift his hand and wave a little bit. I went to the fellow at the desk in the hotel and I said, I want to meet that man. He said, he won't let you into his room. He's afraid of the young jack rollers. He's afraid of the young ones on the street that'll knock you down for your little bit of pension money and for your little bit of VA, your food stamps. So he's got a spike ball handle behind the door and he won't let anybody come in there but that he'll attack you. Well, I made this song for him anyway. I, I don't know if it's his whole story. It's not going to be mine. I sure hope it's not going to be yours. A poem. A poem I was gifted with.
need to say the road to ruin is packed with patriarchy so let the way of women guide democracy and from plunder and pollution and mother earth be free feminism ain't about women but that's not who it is for it's about shifting Labor and Love Radio here, playing you music of social significance. That set began with a beautiful song by King, addressed to then-President George W. Bush. Certainly relevant today. Dear Mr. President, L. King was next. I played L. King's song... Um, Love Stuff. I like the way she plays uh, rock and roll. And we had The Long Memory, and it was uh, Utah Phillips, a labor minstrel, talking about how he was miseducated and how most of us are miseducated in school without any nod at all, without any coverage at all of the labor movement. I'm not talking about uh, labor events. I mean, you might go to school, you might hear about the great upheaval of 1877 or the bitter Pullman strike of 1894 or anything going up to the present day, the recent Verizon strike. <clears throat> but you won't hear about a movement. These events are not connected to anything. They're not connected to the misery of workers under capitalism, the new 
quote-unquote industrial revolution that turned agricultural people, farm people, country people into city dwellers, into wage slaves. Utah Phillips with a long memory. And then Annie DeFranco, which side are you on? The labor ballad written by the redoubtable Florence Reese during a strike in Kentucky in 1931 as the sheriff and his deputies were going through her house and turning it upside down, looking for traces of her husband, who uh, I guess was on their hit list. And uh, which side are you on? We always ask you that on this show. Which side are you on? Annie DeFranco was born in Buffalo, New York in 1970. Uh, An Italian descent father and a mother from Montreal. She started playing Beatles covers and started her own her own uh, record company, Righteous Babe Records, at age 19. Annie DeFranco, one of the real voices for change, someone who has both in her lyrics and the songs she writes and in the way she comports herself, for example, starting her own record company. Um, to show her independence from the great, the great machine. All right, so we talked about a strike in Kentucky as if it was in the past. <laughs> Kentucky miners are camped out in railroad tracks, blocking a coal train, demanding their stolen wages. Harlan County, Kentucky, which we just referenced in connection with Florence Reese, the composer of Which Side Are You On, is probably best known for the hard-fought strikes in its coal mines in the 30s and 70s. Today, the remaining mines are non-union, but evidently the local spirit of militancy and solidarity is still kicking. And we see this over and over, okay, where unions are not present or are not uh, actually trying to forward the interests of their members, having adopted a lot of the habits of big business themselves, workers just rise up. It isn't unions per se You know, that everyone aims at unions per se, because weakening unions means weakening workers. But workers are still victims of the day-to-day indignities they face from greedy employers, greedy corporations. For three days now, miners and their families have occupied a railroad track blocking a train that's loaded up with coal that these workers dug out of the earth and never got paid for. 
Miners want their jobs back if possible, but bottom line, they want wages for work they've already done. I'd like to get the money I'm owed, said miner Cameron Cornett, the father of three. The money that I work for and that was taken from me and my family and these other workers. If we can't get our money, they need to do something with former CEO Jeff Hoops for what he's done. The miner's youngest daughter was born three days after the country company announced its bankruptcy a month ago and stole workers' wages. Both men said they're owed $4,000 in their last two paychecks. Miners say the county police come by, ask everyone to stay off the tracks. Said as long as the protest stayed civil, there wouldn't be any trouble. And departed. Numbers have fluctuated, but up to 100 people have gathered to occupy the track. A few stalwarts sticking it out through the nights. To pass the time, they're playing cornhole and singing songs like, I want my pay. Even last night didn't dampen their spirits. So, the past is present, huh? $4,000 for a working person, that's a lot of money. Everyone's case was slightly different. It turned out that the last paycheck was July 1st. Shut down all its mines on July 1st. Black Jewel. Partway through a shift, workers were told the bad news and sent home. Cornette heard about it on Facebook, but showed up anyway for the night shift just to see. He found no one there but a security guard. The miners never got their last paycheck. Their second of the last paycheck, nearly de already deposited, evaporated out of their bank accounts. Here's a guy who has a baby girl born July 4th. His wife is out on maternity leave. He had to scrape up change for gas to drive to the protest. The miners never received any paper notice of their layoff. When they went to file for unemployment, they couldn't prove that they were out of work. <laughs> the worker gets screwed. The company saves money by, by failing. Amazon warehouse and tech workers around the country took action, including a strike in Minnesota during the company's much-hyped annual Prime Day discount frenzy, July 15th to 16th. Here's a guy who went to work for Amazon and wrote about it. 
my experience working at the Amazon warehouse called Delivery Station in Chicago has been one of utter disrespect and complete disregard for our health and human dignity. Crises are frequent. During my second week, a woman passed out from dehydration while working. The area manager never even stepped down from his platform while emergency personnel helped her into an ambulance. Get her out of the way. Don't stop the line. We've got a quota to deliver. For months, there were no bottles of water in the refrigerators. Water stations were frequently empty and always dirty. Workers were able to organize to get the employee to start providing clean water more consistently. There's still no air conditioning in the main work area where it gets incredibly hot and humid. One co-worker mentioned to me, we've got to move faster or else they'll yell at us. He told me as he pulled down a tightly packed layer of boxes seven feet high. A wall of boxes came crushing down. He got back up and limped over to continue moving boxes despite the pain. Check it out on Labor Notes. Amazon Warehouse Worker. At an autism therapy chain, low-wage therapists unionize. After weeks of comically ineffective pleading by the company CEO and a pair of hired gun union busters, a group of 30 low-wage behavioral therapists and administrators who work with autistic children voted to unionize. They're now part of a 5,100-member Oregon Federation of Nurses and Health Professionals. Okay, so CARD, Center for Autism and Related Disorders, is the company. 18 workers voted for the union and four against. What's happened here is a story that's increasingly common. Workers organizing themselves. You don't need a union to organize. Unions help. Unions make you stronger. But your basic, your basic initial impulse to organize depends on how you're treated, how you feel about your job. All right, this is Labor and Love Radio. It's about 11. Got another hour to go. Let me remind you. Well, let's put on something while we talk.
while we talk. So the church burned down. Hear the bells up in the steeple, see the sparks up in the air. There's a hundred people screaming, Lord, and running everywhere. Folks are scared. Faces full of worry and care. There was some evil up on holy ground when the church burned down. brother Charlie who plays a variety of music on Tuesday evening. Radio station KWMR. So if you want to hear musical verite, a variety of music, tune into Charlie's show. Um, in the meantime, listen to Mutiny Radio the rest of the time. <laughs> What we're listening to right now is called When the Church Burned Down. And I want to say it's by a group called the Kinsey Report. It's off uh, an album of slide guitar music. When the Church Burned Down.
Okay, little Chuck Berry there. Chuck Berry, speaking of slide guitar. Chuck Berry there with Deep Feeling, a beautiful, beautiful rendition of a blues. Without a word. And then I Shall Be Released, Bob Dylan's uh, prison song, I Shall Be Released by the Band. And... Hmm. Can't remember. We talked about Kentucky Miners. When the church burned down, that's what it was, by the Kinsey Report. This is The B, and you're listening to Labor and Love Radio. Pretty soon now we're going to go out to our labor beat and check out some stories. But right now, let's go to our credos. These are things we, that Labor and Love Radio believes and holds dear, our credos. And the first credo is about child labor. I mean, we are, are so blind sometimes to these great things that the labor movement has done, not just unions, but again, workers organizing themselves. And Utah Phillips says, kids don't have a little brother working in the coal mine. They don't have a little sister coughing her lungs out in the looms of the big mill towns of the Northeast. Why? Because we organized. We broke the back of the sweatshops in this country. We have child labor laws. Those were not benevolent gifts from enlightened management. They were fought for. They were bled for. They were died for by working people by people like us. Kids ought to know that. That's why I sing these songs. Damn it, no root, no fruit. Child labor is still a fact of life for many, many, many people all over the world. So it's about the right of women to control their own bodies. If if this is the land of the free, why is it that women's bodies are control? Control of women's bodies is an issue that assemblies of men argue. This one says, when the penalty for a boarding rape, for a boarding after rape is more severe than the penalty for rape, that's when you know it's a war on women. This is by We Resist. Let's read it again. When the penalty for aborting after rape is more severe than the penalty for rape, that's when you know it's a war on women. Many, time, many states, women are forced to allow the rapist to visit the child 
The rapist doesn't give up his right, but the woman gives up hers. It's her fault for being raped. Next one. About immigrants. This is the biggest trick of all that's being played on us. by the forces of exploitation, by the people who want to keep their billionaire and millionaire status. Can I tell you a secret? This is from Jesse Member. Can I tell you a secret? I don't even care if they're undocumented immigrants in this country. Without Social Security numbers, they aren't privy to the welfare people claim they get. A lot of times because they don't have valid social security numbers, they work and the tax is taken out of their money. So they're paying for social security, the rest of us. The vast majority of them are normal people trying to live a better life. This whole wall, deport the illegals bullshit is just the 1% convincing the working poor to blame a subset of the working poor for the fact that they're all poor. Divide us. We're poor because of those workers. We're poor because of those workers. In 1877, white workers went crazy and blamed low wages on Chinese workers. Chinese workers were suffering more under low wage, everybody was suffering together. As long as they can divide us, like saying that immigrants coming are taking American jobs. And we're divided, then we're weak, as Dolores Huerta said. We're all poor because of vast income inequality and resource price inflation in combination with wave stagnation. You're not poor because of some other worker. You're poor because your boss isn't paying you enough. Please use your brains. The existence of another poor person is not why you're poor. It's because the people who control everything refuse to increase your wages. Come on. Wake up. Okay. Democratic Socialists of Los Angeles wrote this one. So you, you're that person who's just not that into politics. Oh, non-political. I'm apolitical. You're just not that into politics, huh? Well, your boss is, your landlord is, your insurance company is. And every day they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent, and deny you coverage. That's the story. 
That's the story, Morning Glory. It's time to get into politics. All right, let's take a look on the, the labor beat now. That is uh, Labor and Love Radio, where uh, I go, I search through the news and uh, selected websites, and I uh, find stories that are of interest to working people that uh, tell about working people. Okay. Um, Labor and Love Radio. And I want to address, first of all, this raid that just happened in Mississippi. Koch Foods plant raided by ICE. 680 people were detained, including this one little girl. We just let you sit there with your slice of pizza on a plastic plate and your can of soda pop and your head in your hands and you're so alone and there's so many of us and we just let you sit there. The employer whose uh, place was raided was being fined. Koch Foods plant raided by ICE owed its workers $3.75 million from a 2018 class action suit over discriminatory, abusive working conditions. Now you know why the raid happened. <laughs> now you know why the raid happened. Okay, it happened because they owed money. They were going to have to pay money to their workers. So rather than pay money to the workers, they arranged to have their plant raided. Now, will they get will they get fined for hiring those workers? Maybe a little bit. Not much. The fact is that there are many, many industries in this country that would not work if they couldn't find undocumented workers. Here's a call to boycott Home Depot. Home Depot shoppers say they're boycotting the store and cutting their ties after one of the home improvement retailer's founders said he donates some of his fortunes to Trump's campaign. Home Depot's co-founder Bernie Marcus plans to donate to President Trump's 2020 re-election bid. The comment of Labor and Love Radio is... Shop at Lowe's instead. Find companies that, that are more responsible or that at least don't help out 
our bad president. There's an article about Sintoya Brown. Sintoya Brown was sentenced to life imprisonment for uh, murdering a man uh, who had ra ra repeatedly raped her. A man, she had been sold to this man for sex by uh, her pimp. And she pulled a gun on the guy and shot him. The reply of Labor and Love Radio. What happens to those lost years? What happens to women who pull guns on? I remember the case of Inez Garcia in 1976 or thereabouts who had been raped. She went to visit her boyfriend at Soledad Prison and a couple of uh, guys raped her and uh, she went after one of them with a gun, killed one of them and was arrested, put on trial. Men are allowed the use of violence. Men are allowed to murder. Women are not so free. Labor and Love Radio says, on the average, union workers make 30% more than non-union workers. That's why your boss doesn't want a union. He doesn't want to share that Revenue with anyone else, with workers. Okay, workers produce the wealth and it's taken from them. Uh, the process of alienation was as a worker, you make something and then it's taken from you. You're paid wages for making it, but the actual thing, you lose your connection to it. It becomes part of the outer world, a hostile outer world. As a commodity, all memory of the work that went into making it is lost when you see it there on the store shelf. Why all of a sudden is it owned by someone else? should be owned by you. You should have a stake in it. You should have a stake in how the wealth is spent and dispersed, the wealth that you help create. The reply of Labor and Love Radio to, on the average, union workers make 30% more than non-union workers. Duh! Wake up, America! You want to make more money? Join a union. Here's a call for a boycott against Driscoll's. Six dollars a day for 12 to 15 hours of work is exploitation. Help us achieve a union contract. Okay. Driscoll's, those are your berries, your strawberries. And this is part of a uh, campaign, I believe, in Florida huh? 
the struggle of farm workers, in case you didn't realize it, is still going on. Things are almost as bad. In some places, they're worse than they used to be before the coming of of the United Farm Workers Union and the other organizing campaigns of the past. There have been three mass shootings in a single week and two in just the last few hours. Mr. Trump promised to make America great again. And this is Ozymandias, our Ozymandias, Mr. Trump. And here's how it goes. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions red which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things. The hand that mocked them and the heart that fed, and on the pedestal these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, King of Kings. Look on my works, ye mighty and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. Let's hear it again. My name is Ozymandias, the King of Kings. My name is Trump. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions red which yet survive stamped on these lifeless things. The hand that mocked them and the heart that fed, and on the pedestal these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, King of Kings. Look on my works, ye mighty and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. That was a poem by Percy Shelley, English poet of the 19th century, talking about what happens What happens to these big leaders? What happens to these people who exult in their own beings, their own personalities, and their own achievements? They end up 
in the desert, all alone. My name is Ozymandias. All right, let's listen to some poetry now by Marge Percy. Marge Percy's from Detroit, a longtime writer and poet, novelist. Her first one is called To Be of Use. About why we need good work. cries out for work that is real. This one is called The Low Road, performed by Stacy Ann Chin. What can they do to you? Whatever they want. They can set you up. They can bust you, they can break your fingers, they can burn your brain with electricity, blur you with drugs till you can't walk, can't remember. They can take your child, 
wallop your lover. They can do anything, and you can't blame them from doing. How can you stop them? Alone, you can fight. You can refuse. You can take what revenge you can. But they roll over you. But two people fighting back to back can cut through a mob. A snake dancing file can break a cordon. An army can meet an army. Two people can keep each other sane, can give support, conviction, love, massage, hope, sex. Three people are a delegation, a committee, a wedge. With four, you can play bridge and start an organization. With six, you can rent a whole house, eat pie for dinner with no seconds, and hold a fundraising party. A dozen can make a demonstration, a hundred fill a hall, a thousand have solidarity and your own newsletter, 10,000 power and your own paper, a hundred thousand your own media, 10 million your own country. It goes on one at a time. It starts when you care to act. It starts when you do it again after they said no. It starts when you say we, and you know what you mean. And each day, you mean one more. All right, let's play some music on our way out of here. It's almost time to go. Let's see what we got on mutiny time. John Legend. <laughs> Far too many of you dying. You know, we've got to find a way to bring some love in here today. Father, Father, we don't need to escalate. Oh, you see, war is not the answer. Only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Oh, picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Come on, talk to me so you can see
judge us Simply cause our hair is long You know we've got to find a way to Bring some understanding here today Oh, picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Come on, talk to me so you can say
Okay, Mutineers, Labor and Love Show signing off. That last set was, uh, of course, Willie Nelson and the Highwaymen, Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, Waylon Jennings, the city of New Orleans. 
Hazel Dickens before that, The Rebel Girl, speaking about a song by Joe Hill about the great labor organizer, <clears throat> Elizabeth Gurley Flynn. And John Legend before that, What's Going On? What's Going On? This is the B, letting you know that if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table where you work, you're on the menu. Never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. Hello, Vita. Hello, Yemen. Hello, Solina. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, Vita. All of you out there know who you are. Remember, the world is there and it's ours to win. Here's Willie Dixon taking us out. Have a good week and good work. You made everything else. Wise men, great men. From every nation in the world, all the countries in the world. Have all kinds of conventions and festivals. Spend all the money. Suppose you had to spend half as much money on trying to make peace as we have been making war. We wouldn't have to worry about nothing. But it don't make sense. As we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it. Or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for, <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage in the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. 
but we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. You'll laugh off your tushy and save your life, because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Well, hey there. 
here, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is Tussle Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> and welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright 